1: Glad to have you all with us for another edition of Political Rewind today. Greg Bluestein, political reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, my sole guest, panelist, one-on-one on today's show, one-on-one with Bluestein. Uh, and you know what, Greg? I could fill two hours of shows because of your intense and passionate coverage of politics. No question. In fact, you walked in the door here maybe twenty minutes or so ago we haven't really been able to even talk to you because you have been sitting at your computer even now getting set to file a story what are you getting set to file
2: we're writing a day two story about governor kemp's new online application process for to to succeed u.s senators johnny isaacson i mean what a unique unusual novel uh, you know, you, there's a lot of different adjectives yeah. that I've heard describe yeah. this. Yeah,
1: how funny you should mention it. Yeah. I thought that was the first thing we talk about. So yesterday afternoon at some point... Uh, 5, 10 p.m. Okay, thank you. This press release uh, moved to the inboxes of many of us, including you, obviously. Today, Governor Brian P. Kemp encouraged all qualified Georgians, interesting word, qualified, who want to serve in the U.S. Senate to submit their applications online Quote, to ensure an open and transparent appointment process, I'm encouraging all Georgians who want to serve in the U.S. Senate to submit their names and qualifications, says the governor. We will carefully vet the applicants and choose a person who best reflects our values, our state, and our vision for the future. I swear to you, Greg, when I first saw that news release, I thought, my God, they've been hacked at the governor's (laughs) office. But... Is there method to this interesting approach?
2: Like, I think on a, on a certain level, they've always talked about wanting to, you know, they might end up picking a conventional candidate, a white male conservative Republican who, who can help energize the base. But they've always also talked about wanting to vet a, a, a broader pool of candidates. And, you know, we know of a few untraditional, unconventional names out there. But, um, you know, in one sense, this could be a way for them to to have a whole new, uh, you know, at least a, a bigger, wider pool of candidates to potentially But there's also a a political, shrewd sort of political side of this, which is it forces candidates to declare their intentions, potential candidates to declare their pretensions, basically to get off the sidelines. Okay, let
1: me make sure mm -hmm. I understand a couple of things about this, because it is so unconventional. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, Number one, if I put my name in the ring, which I'm not going to do, you're not either. But if we did that. Is public immediately?
2: Uh, just about as soon as you hit the submit button, it, it, it is, yes, it is accessible by through Open Records Act requests. And the governor's office said that every day, essentially, they will be, after redacting, you know, private and personal information like cell phone numbers, addresses. Um, that They'll they put will out be, a list? They'll put out a list. And remember, the process is if you go to the website and you can find it on the governor's official website, um, it is not a, a very thorough <laughs> application. They're not asking for cover letters or letters of recommendation. It's basically your address, your um, your resume or CV, and then you have to, when, when you use the word qualified, by that it just means you fill, mm. fulfill the Constitution's three right. requirements for right. a senator, which is you have to be at least 30, uh, a resident of, of the U.S. for nine years at least, and a resident of the state at the time of the election.
1: Okay. So uh, it you you already said uh, maybe it gives them an opportunity to see a, wire, a wider range mm-hmm. of people, uh, but it also means they're going to have to wade through a lot of paper. <laughs>
2: uh, we're talking uh, about 100 uh, before noon today.
1: Really? Are there any names today that we will immediately uh, know and, and uh, want to talk about?
2: Well, there's a few of my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but no, there, is, there is one name um, that, that people would recognize who has already applied. That would be Martha Zoller. Um, she is a conservative radio host and uh, also mm-hmm. an a, a former aide to both Governor Kemp and Senator Perdue. Um and I reached out to her today to ask her, you know, just for a comment on why she's putting her name out there um, and, you know, being one of the first people to do so. Um, because we know there will be other well-known Republicans who do submit their applications. She's, she said that she's given voice to people all over Georgia. Senator Isaacson cannot be replaced by anyone, but I believe I have earned an opportunity to be considered.
1: We just, you know, as many people know, Martha has started uh, appearing as a panelist on the mm-hmm. show occasionally. In fact, I just exchanged uh, Emails with her today to try to get her on the show at some point down the road, so we'll now have something in addition to the other subjects to talk to her about. But um, so y- this means the governor, you're going to have to apply. The governor may have a, a small group of people who he's really considering for this, but they at some point will have to apply for that. You can't possibly pick somebody who hasn't gone through this process. It'd be can really you? hard,
2: yeah. not you All know.
1: All right, so. The interesting thing about that is there's no deadline. There's no yeah. termination date. Yeah. So presumably if there's, say, half a dozen people he really thinks are, are high on his list, he'll give them a little heads up when it's important for them to go and apply. Yes? I mean, how is this going to—it's really interesting. Yeah,
2: and, and if they don't apply, then 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 the entire question becomes, what, did they really want it? Yeah. And then beyond that, it could also discourage potential challengers to his— to, to whoever he picks, right? Because it's an it's going to be an open election. So if someone who doesn't like who he picks decides to challenge and them and they didn't apply for this, that could that could lead to some consequences. As well. oh,
1: all right. So lots of lots of rabbit holes. So in the uh, in the uh, insider political insider blog today at AJC.com, which you contribute to, uh, and it may very well have been your writing mm-hmm. on this. Uh, you talked about why there is some shrewdness behind this, and I was really taken by the reasoning. Tell us about that.
2: What forces candidates, potential candidates, I should say, to get off the sidelines? They have to. They have to publicly declare their intention. And as you mentioned, because it's public, it's publicly available. Let the whole world know, or the whole, you know, or the state's entire political class know that they want this seat. And so, if you're Chris Carr, the Attorney General, or Jeff Duncan, the newly elected. Uh, lieutenant governor, um, if you signal, if you, if you publicly apply for this, um, you know, that, that could lead to some consequences because they were just elected in, in November to four year terms. If you're Karen Handel, the former U S rep who's going for a comeback bid in the sixth district, same thing. She's got several Republican rivals who would love to see her formally apply for Senate because they could just say she'd rather be a U.S. Senator than uh, the Congressman from Congresswoman from sixth district.
1: Do you know whose brainchild this was?
2: I don't, I know that it's safe to say, and I was at the governor's office today, and I heard a little bit. It's safe to say that there, that, you know, it's 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 not. Um, there's not a consensus around support for it. <laughs> there's some folks who who like it, some folks who are not um, as uh, who are a little bit more uneasy with it. Frankly, I think part of it's because there's going to be so many phony applications. There's going to be so many joke applications. Yeah. One of the eighty or so applications that came in shortly after he announced the website was Hillary Clinton, complete with her resume. Yeah. Obviously, it's not her. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I would not be shocked to see. This Stacey Abrams, you know, impersonator, throw their name in. But also, there you know, there are a lot of um, legit people too—city officials, lawyers, doctors—who have already applied as well. So it's it's, it's going to be interesting.
1: There's one person who is not going to put his name in the ring, who we have talked about on this show, and it's been talked about more broadly. Who is not going to enter, and that is the uh, current U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Georgia.
2: Right? Yeah, and he was an, he was a really um, B.J. Pack. B.J. Right. Pack, and he was really looked at um, by some people in in Kemp's circle as a, as a top contender. He is a former Gwinnett, a Republican state lawmaker of Korean American descent. Um, so he would, he would be a first in many ways. Um, but he said this morning, I, t- I texted or called, um, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the people who've been most talked about and most of them said no comment or wouldn't comment publicly. Um, he said he, he likes the job he has now.
1: All right. Uh, I know two more people who are not going to be putting their names into this process, aside from you and me, Pat Marcus and Bert Wesley Huffman, because they are much too busy working on helping encourage you all to uh, join us during our pledge drive, which is underway right now. We only do it twice a year to uh, ask that you donate to help us keep shows like Political Rewind moving forward. With 2020 approaching, this show is going to have so much to talk about. And uh, so any support you can give us as we move forward would be much appreciated. Here are Pat and Bert to tell you how you can do it.
0: Thank you so much, Bill, with the new administration place here in Georgia and a growing field of presidential hopefuls. As Bill said, that does not include Burt Wesley-Huffman and myself. There is a lot going on, a lot worth talking about. And that is why we bring you Political Rewind here on GPB. We are your political place to come to on the weekdays at 2 o'clock. And maybe you start your day with Morning Edition to get caught up on what happened in the news while you were asleep. Maybe you wrap up your day with all things considered maybe you're with us for great conversations on fresh air and on second thought it is all paid for in largest part with contributions from listeners like you we are asking you to be one of those generous and important listeners that we hear from next at gpb.org or 800. 800- 222-4788.
3: And if you've never contributed before to GPB, or maybe it's been a little while since you made your last gift, now is the time. Why? Because when we hear from you today at gpb.org or at 800 222 4788, we'll automatically enter you to win a drawing for a $1,000 Apple gift card. That's wow. right. Yeah, a whole thousand dollars, <laughs> Pat. Can you believe that?
0: $1K. That's, That's right. Exactly. One
3: full thousand on an Apple gift card. So think of all the ways that you could use that thousand. Maybe you want to buy a new Apple Watch Maybe you've been thinking about the new iPhone 11 That's right around the corner Or you need a new iPad Or maybe even Apple TV Maybe you'd rather just pick up a bunch of Apple products And accessories for yourself I know I can never have enough accessories Or cool cases for my AirPods Whatever it is, we would love to send this to you As our way of saying thank you to that one lucky listener Who calls us 800-222-4788
0: Or goes to gpb.org This drawing is today only and thanks to listeners before you who have contributed to GPB, we're able to bring you programs like Political Rewind. We're able to staff the GPB newsroom and bring you news updates throughout the day and special features throughout the day, especially on the news magazines, on Morning Edition and all things considered. You can ride on the coattails of the listeners who have given before you, but better yet, why not jump in and become a member of the GPB community. It's so easy to do when you call 800-222-4788 or give online at gpb.org. When it comes to covering the cost of in-depth reporting, civil conversation like you're hearing today, it all comes from you. One donation at a time, pooled with the donations of your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues at work, and it adds up to public radio. If it wasn't for listener support, GPB wouldn't be here. And frankly, neither would NPR. So we're asking you to do your part, whatever that is. Come in with your first-time contribution. Maybe that's 5 or $10 a month call 800-222-4788 or give online at gpb.org.
3: You know, Political Rewind is a great example of a show that has a very, very loyal listener base. A lot of folks who love to join us on Facebook every day for that. Political Rewind brings people together, and that's what donating to NPR or to GPB here in Georgia does as well. You'll find so many commonalities with people who support this kind of uh, no-nonsense journalism and conversation that matters to you every day. Uh, That's your chance to be an everyday hero and we've been talking a lot about everyday heroes uh, over the course of this fall fun drive uh, and it's as easy as maybe just supporting a cause that you believe in to take you to that everyday hero status and it takes everyday heroes like you to keep GPB going strong that's that's what our fun drive is all about this fall and that's why we're counting on you to come to the rescue with a donation at whatever level works for you having GPB on the air ensures that you and frankly everyone who listens has access to reliable national world statewide news and information, and of course those ideas that challenge us and they broaden our perspectives. That's the power of programming like this. We depend on loyal supporters like you. So step in. Be an everyday hero right now. Donate online at gpb.org or call 800-222-4788. Now, something very important, Pat, that I think is a really cool opportunity too in this situation is we'd love for you to tell us who your everyday hero is. 800-222-4788 or gpb.org.
0: Support for 88.5 GPB Atlanta comes from our listeners. And Georgia State University, GPB Atlanta is licensed to
3: Georgia State University, ranked among the top universities in the nation in commitment to undergraduate
0: teaching. More information is available at gsu.edu. And the High Museum of Art, Friday Jazz returns on September 20th, featuring live music by Nelson Ramos. Visitors may also explore Romare Bearden's profile series, now on view. Tickets at high.org.
1: So, Greg Blustein, while the application process is underway for people who want to be considered as Brian Kemp's uh, choice to replace Johnny Isaacson for basically a year, Isaacson retires at the end of this year. There will be a special election on presidential election day next November. Uh, so, this person will serve for a little less than a year. And, of course, uh, Greg, one of the questions has been does uh, uh, Governor Kemp go for a Isaacson style Republican, someone who considers is considered to be a little bit more moderate, or does he go f- full out for a David Perdue uh, Republican in the mold of Donald Trump? And I, I, thought it was interesting. You all wrote about this too in the in the Insider mm-hmm. yesterday. That maybe a clue to all this comes from the president uh, saying on uh, Monday that it was just at the rally uh, in uh, New Mexico. I hate to say this, but we have some Republicans. They are not good. You call them a rhino. They are rhinos. Their rhinos are worse. He's talking about Republicans in name only. People in the crowd shouted out a couple of them, Mitt Romney, and he ignored that. But this may be, I mean, Brian Kemp's going to want President Trump's stamp of approval on whoever he picks. Oh, sure. So what does it mean when the president is sort of puts a roadmap out there, whether it's for Kemp specifically or not, the governor's got to look at that and think about it. Yeah,
2: whoever's appointment will be has to win the, the Trump primary, right? Because one, one tweet from the president uh, could sink his or her chances with the Republican electorate and really, and, and really open up a potential challenger. I also don't think there's any chance that that would happen because whoever— uh, not to say that, that President Trump will get the final say, um, but I think whoever the governor ends up appointing will certainly have gone up to Was- Washington yeah. and back, and of course the Senate, uh, Senate uh, Republicans as well. So they'll 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 get a chance to influence it and say if there's anyone if there's anyone who they absolutely don't want. And yeah. look, there's a lot of people who they they're that are non starters with the White House that might be that might be more friendly to Kemp.
1: Is there? What are you hearing about? Whether or not Kemp may try to broaden the Republican base by, for instance, appointing an African American Republican, there are few uh, that could be Mm -hmm. in the mix, or a woman to the seat. Are you hearing from his office or anybody near his office that he's looking in that direction?
2: His advisors are are making an um, active, making that a big part of their decision making process. Whether they do it or not remains to be seen, um, because it takes a certain type of candidate who can raise. $25 million and and run a really heavily scrutinized campaign and they don't want to necessarily take someone who has little political or business experience um, to do that. That's why a lot of these candidates are non-starters from the, from the get gun, um, from all across the board. Um, but at the same time, look—they look, they point at his his early record of judicial appointments. He's made a lot of history-making appointments. Yeah. Um, his his decision to pick John King, the Doral police chief, to be insurance commissioner. He's the first statewide Hispanic officer, mm-hmm. a constitutional officer. So that's what that, that those are some of the examples I keep hearing. At the same time. You know, there are a lot of known quantity candidates who you know can energize the base, who you know have been thoroughly vetted, um, like Representative Doug Collins, Representative Tom Graves. Um, we mentioned Chris Carr and, and Jeff Duncan and Agriculture Commissioner Gary Black. Their names are out there, too, because they've won statewide elections or, or won heavily scrutinized congressional seats. So there's a lot of different candidates in the mix from different sides of the party.
1: Both Republicans and Democrats are going to have a similar problem to contend with next year since there are now two Senate seats open. And I was just thinking of it in terms of the Republicans. You say, you know, the candidate will probably have to raise some 20, 25 million dollars with a lot of national help. But now, George has got two seats. David Perdue's going to need some buoying up, he's going to need some money from outside. Although, He's in a better position. Mm -hmm. He can self-fund some of his campaign, and he's got his own pool of fundraisers. But suddenly you're splitting on both Democratic and Republican sides of this uh, money to go to each of those races, aren't you?
2: Yeah, you are. I mean, and, and and of course, there's still not just congressional races and state legislative yeah. races, but also a presidential race. Yes, exactly. So donors are going to be stretched pretty thin um, over the next year. Um, but and you're right; these races, these two Senate races, are very different, and they're very alike, but they're very different because David Perdue is facing four liberal Democrats who are running pretty progressive campaigns, uh, and that that field might grow. And then whoever Governor Kemp appoints to succeed Johnny Isaacson has to run. At least twice, maybe three times on on <laughs> over the next two years, three years, because there could be a January twenty one runoff in addition to a twenty twenty two race for a full term. And Democrats who are thinking about that race don't even know who they might uh, they might match up against.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So what's happening on the Democratic side of this race? John Ossoff has now gotten in officially, so we're up against to, Purdue. Yeah, against and, right against in the David Purdue race. Thank you. We still have heard no one. In the, uh, in the opens, what will be the open seat. Uh, well, let's talk about the open seat mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Uh, so no Democrat has come forward at this point. The Republicans are applying online. Uh, what are we hearing? I mean, Michael Thurman has been, his name has been thrown out a lot. It seemed that maybe Mike Thurman might be interested in this race. What other Democrats are you hearing? Might really... There's
2: a lot of behind the scenes talk because I think the biggest fear for Democrats is a glut of candidates that make it easier for whoever Republican the Republican appointee is to win, and Democrats have really, really, really struggled in runoffs in Georgia so uh, for the last two decades. So statewide runoffs. So the Democrats' best shot at this might be November. Um, and so if there is a divided field, then there is no shot for Democrats yeah. at winning in November. So party leaders up in Washington and in the state have c- gotten together for these behind the scenes talks, letting potential candidates know all it would take to run, and also trying to figure out if there's one person they could either tacitly or more overtly get behind, and that's where Stacey Abrams comes in, right. and
1: Kimi Williams comes in. In terms of helping get get uh, support for a candidate, uh, Lucy McBath, I would think that Lucy McBath, who were, people have said it might be interested in this race, there must be a real... Uh, tug going on in Washington (laughs) between Nancy Pelosi on the House side and Chuck Schumer (laughs) on the Senate side. What are we going to do with Lucy McBeth? I want her. No, I get her. I would think that's an interesting uh, question.
2: Yeah, on one hand, she's a rising star in the U.S. House. She won one of the most competitive House districts in the the nation. It was hard fought. This was a year after uh, a $60 million um, U.S. House race in 2017. And on the other hand, you know, these, these opportunities don't come eye-off.
1: You're, this is why you're in heaven. You're so pumped up, I can't stand it. I mean, you are so excited about getting to cover all of this for the next year or so.
2: It has really kind of
1: reformed my beat. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're just talking about the fact it's going to take $20, $25 million or more to win a seat in the United States Senate next year. Per candidate. Per, per candidate. Well, guess what? For v- way less money, you can get... All of the expert information you need from the panelists on this show about what's happening in politics in Georgia and in our nation's capital. And here's how you can do it. Pat and Bert, to you.
0: Here's how you can do it. You can call 800-222-4788 or give online at gpb.org. We're not looking for... 20 to 25 million dollars. We're only looking for maybe $20 a month in support of the great conversations that we bring you on Political Rewind day after day, week after week, all paid for in largest part with listener dollars. Generous people like you who take a couple of minutes during times like this to call or click in at gpb.org or 800 222 4788. It is the second day of our fall fund drive, not too early to come in with your support and let us know. How much Political Rewind means to you?
3: That's right. It means a lot to me, Pat. You know, I just saw Bill around the office this morning and we were chatting about how much I enjoy being able to do this because I get to listen to his show. I'm not busy doing something else uh, during the workday. And this show brings so much information and enlightenment to the citizens of Georgia. And it's such a great conversation starter. I'm sure that oftentimes you maybe you hear something on Political Rewind that you find yourself repeating later in the day. If you value that, now's the time to support it. Call 800-222-4788 or go to gpb.org. When you do, we're going to put you in the drawing for this amazing Apple gift card. It is $1,000 Apple Cash, essentially. You can use it anything you want at the Apple Store or online at apple.com. You're going to be able to, you know, pick up a couple of iPads with 1000 bucks. You might be able to get uh, maybe all three of your children uh, Apple Watches for Christmas or for the holidays. You know, this is going to come in handy. Even if you yourself are not an Apple user, it would sure come in handy for the people in your life that are. We would love to send that to you as our way of saying thank you, a little added incentive for you to go ahead and make your gift now to GPB uh, at 800-222-4788 or online at
0: gpb.org. We have so many great reasons for you to call or go online to make your gift to GPB. One is Political Rewind that you're listening to right now. Two, the chance to win a $1,000 Apple gift card. Well, here's a third great reason. Best selling author and humorist David Sedaris is coming to Georgia for two shows this fall. Sedaris will be at the Fox Theater in Atlanta on Wednesday, November 20th, and the Classic Center in Athens on Wednesday, December 4th. Support GPB now at 800 222 4788 or gpb.org, and you can choose tickets to the show of your choice as your thank you gift. You'll also join us for GPB's exclusive pre-show reception. With your credit card contribution of $300 right now, you can select a pair of tickets to see David Sedaris live in either Atlanta or Athens. Now, We have a very, very limited number of tickets left to both of these shows. So make sure we hear from you now. If you've never seen David Sedaris before, you don't want to miss it. Call 800-222-4788 now or donate online at gpb.org before these tickets are gone.
3: That's right. Just a limited quantity of those tickets remaining. And I'm telling you, if you haven't seen David Sedaris live and in person, it is such a fun and unique experience. I saw him last year in Savannah or earlier this year in Savannah, actually, and it was fantastic. It was really an evening where everyone in the audience left feeling so great about uh, David Sedaris and themselves. You know, he's going to read from his latest works, including Calypso, a collection of hilarious personal essays, and his fans know he's funny, and seeing him live is an unforgettable experience, and I'm always just really touched by the fact that he believes in the fans so much that he'll sit there and sign absolutely every book that's brought to him uh, in the time that he's there. So uh, if you want to see David Sedaris, Now's the time to get in before we run out of tickets in Atlanta and Athens when you call 800-222-4788 or click
0: to gpb.org. And just a $300 contribution on your credit card will get you a pair of those tickets before they are gone. They are very limited. Looking at the town's that we've heard from mm-hmm. during this fun drive, it's amazing. Atlanta, Kennesaw, Decatur, Savannah, Milledgeville, Augusta, Lawrenceville... Lithonia, Ball Ground, Athens, Sharpsburg. It just goes on and on and on. A listener in Macon, Suzanne Cassidy, said, thank you for excellent statewide reporting. I am politically... I am particularly, rather, I'm particularly (laughs) impressed with Political Rewind. We are impressed with every one of you that we hear from at gpp.org or 800-222-4788. You are truly an everyday hero when you support GPP and... You also have a chance to win a $1,000 Apple gift card. This drawing is going on today only. It ends at 7 o'clock. You might be busy later. You might be heading to the grocery store, picking up the kids at school. You might be stuck in rush hour traffic, as so many are. Why not get in and get your chance to win a $1,000 Apple gift card right now? All you have to do is call 800-222-4788 or online at gpb.org.
1: We're back on Political Rewind. Greg Bluestein, political reporter for the Atlanta Journal. Constitution is with us. You read him every day in the AJC, and uh, he contributes to the Political Insider blog, a product uh, typically populated by Bluestein, Galloway, and Tamar Hallerman in uh, Washington. Uh, Greg, uh, you were at the Democratic debate in Houston just about a week ago, uh, tomorrow. And um, first of all, let's talk about it in terms of our the Atlanta presence there. Uh, Mayor Keisha Bottoms was out there at Joe Biden's side and continued campaigning on his behalf. And is in went to South Carolina after Texas. Uh, she's, right? there this she's there yeah. this week. She's there this week. Right. This is
2: her third debate that she's accompanied Vice President Biden. She's endorsed his campaign. Obviously, she's appeared on cable TV for him. She has headlined fundraisers for for his campaign here in Atlanta. Um, So, so I I I can't think of any Democrat who has played a more prominent role in supporting a 2020 White House candidate than her.
1: What's she telling you when you ask her why? (laughs) Yeah, in Georgia. What's she telling you when you ask her why she is so passionate about Joe Biden? She makes the case the same case a lot
2: of uh, a lot of uh, his his supporters do electability. Um, They don't she doesn't necessarily want to wade into a battle over whether or not uh, the Democratic Party should should embrace more sweeping change or more incremental change. She says it's all about who can best defeat Donald Trump next year. And to her, it's Joe Biden and his decades of experience in in Washington.
1: You know, what's interesting about it is that although there are any number of African-Americans in leadership roles in elected office here who have now jumped on the the, uh, Biden bandwagon, um, there's it's many, many of our elected leaders are still very reluctant to jump in early. They sit back, they wait and as they do mm-hmm. every four years on a presidential race. It's interesting that she has chosen to go in with both feet and be a real cheerleader for Yeah, him. you're
2: starting to see the endorsement kind of thaw. You're seeing more and more endorsements. Yeah. But remember, she came in in June when really no one had. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she was about one of the first um, high-profile Democrats to pick a side. And she, since then, Calvin Smyre, the longest serving legislator, legislator in, in Georgia, backed Biden. And then just, just a couple days ago, more than two dozen, about 26 African-American state lawmakers backed Biden. And I interviewed a few of them and, and many of them in Smirey Calvin Smyre included, made that same sort of case. He's electable. And that's what matters.
1: Um, I would think it's going to be, you know, we've, we we've, we've it, it, Elizabeth Warren strikes me. She's moving up rapidly. Uh it strikes me it's going to be harder for her to find Democrats in Georgia who are ready to endorse her at least early. before it, If she becomes the candidate, we'll see it, but her liberal politics might be hard for a lot of Democrats in this state, elected officials, to get behind. Am I wrong?
2: Yeah, a handful have. I mean, State Rep. Eric Allen's endorsed yeah, her, but but not not, that, not 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 a tremendous yeah. groundswell. You're not seeing anything close to the numbers that that Biden has in Georgia, and that, that's partly because Biden has these deep connections. Um, you know, Mayor Bottoms is a good example. Um, she said the two of them worked together when she was in City Council yeah. on different issues. Maybe not, you know, yeah. hand yeah. <laughs> hand in
1: hand. Yeah, but Joe really liked working with City Council. People. <laughs>
2: but <laughs> they were at least familiar <laughs> with each other through work uh, through through city work yeah. way back
1: when. All right, so you were out there. You were in Houston. You were in that uh, in probably what was a, a, a press room with uh, dozens of television sets, so you could watch a debate like I did. Only I was in my bedroom. Uh, but but that's the way it is. Tell me about the gaggles afterward. How many of the candidates came in to uh, make the rounds with all of you in in the uh, press room?
2: Uh, just about all of them except for I think Biden except um, Biden except Biden. Uh, most of the other candidates were out there making the rounds. Remember, it is you know some spin rooms are, are and that's what they call these these, yeah. these rooms. Some spin rooms are giant, enormous you know convention centers basically, and this one was very cramped. where we oh, you
1: had a small one.
2: We had a very small wow. one in the same room that we were all watching the TVs in. Yeah. Um. So that we were in basically an auditorium at Texas Southern University historically. What
1: did college. you read? I mean, look, this is this is all very subjective, but how did you read what you saw when you got to these candidates? Up close, uh, what kind of body language? What kind of energy did they bring into the room? Did anybody strike you in a particular way in that respect? What
2: really struck me was Julian Castro, the former housing secretary, who had a who had a who had a very sharp run-in with yeah. Joe Biden. He was trying to play damage control. Um, I, I You know, I, he, had a, he had a confrontation with Joe Biden where he said we questioned Joe Biden's memory and then said that that he was the, the candidate who could best embrace and carry on Obama's legacy. And Joe Biden said something to the effect of uh, that would be a surprise to him. Yeah. Um, he was Castro was definitely playing damage control in that in that. Uh, spin room. I,
1: I don't see how he recovered. I mean, that was such a, a a defining exchange. He was so mean in the way he went after Biden. It yeah,
2: was... you can see a sort of generational split like on social media. There are a lot of millennials who said, oh, he was on fire. That was, and there's a lot of <laughs> old inst- people like, well, me. <laughs> and institutionalists and more tra- you know, yeah. and, and people who did not like, you know, whether or not they agree with Biden's policies didn't like the way that that was taken.
1: Watching her on television, uh, Elizabeth Warren uh, seems to come into a room, to a rally, to whatever, with an enormous amount of energy and enthusiasm. Did you see that?
2: Yeah, um, and, and she has a just a solid base of support, folks that that will support her no matter what. It yeah. seems, um, and. You've seen her numbers just be remarkably steady. You know, I don't know if plateau is the right word, but they're they're still. She's still right up there in, in the top three of these uh, of all these polls.
1: Kamala Harris too, though. He, he, Kamala Harris, just her presence. She has a great laugh. She has a great smile. She's very engaging. It seems to me. And we're gonna after we take a break in a couple minutes here talk about the polling, uh, to the extent that how you present yourself matters. It's not working for Kamala Harris right now.
2: You know, it was interesting because a lot of the, the punditry about her was that she was a non-factor in that debate. She did not have any really truly standout moments, especially compared to um, the, 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 the first round of debates where she did, where she, where she came out punching and firing. Um, but around Texas Southern University, which is an HBCU, yeah. she was being praised because she was the only person who mentioned uh, you know uh, her pro proposal for expanding and boosting fundraising for HBCUs. So a lot of the students in the audience, a lot of the faculty, were very appreciative that she brought it up. Now, granted, there were no questions directly about it, so the other candidates didn't really have a chance. But she brought it up on her own, and that was seen as a. Is if- the
1: is the uh, is the press engaged in a big way? It used to, when I would uh, cover these things. Uh, everybody showed up at the debates. There were literally hundreds of reporters at uh, these debates. Um, it, it. Do we have that big concentration of people already out there? We
2: do, and frankly, it's a little infuriating to me because <laughs> I was at uh, I was at an event with Vice President Biden and Mayor Bottoms the next day, the day after the debate, and there was probably 150 reporters just watching Joe Biden go around and shake hands with students. And I said, "This this is more than the entire AJC newsroom."
1: Yeah, <laughs> <All> <laughs> just right. watching
2: him shake hands. All
1: right, listen, we're get we've got some really interesting uh, uh, polling numbers uh, from Peter Hart and Associates uh, that we're going to talk about in a minute uh, but right now uh, we're gonna go to our own uh, GPB spin room where uh, you're gonna hear nothing but the truth from Bert Wesley Hussman and Huffman and Pat Marcus about why you should help us during our pledge drive
0: Nothing but the truth right here, which means listeners like you make Political Rewind and everything you hear possible. That's why we're coming to you today during our fall fun drive, asking you to call 800-222-4780 or give online at gpb.org. It's GPB. We're a family of public radio stations all across Georgia. Our broadcast signal also reaches into Tennessee Cali- uh, I must say, California, Tennessee, <laughs> uh, Tennessee, Florida, Alabama, uh, reaches of South Carolina. We are a broadcast service that is important to our entire region, and we are a broadcast service that would not be here without listener support. So, if you have not come in yet. During this uh, fun drive, if you've not called or clicked, if you did not give online yet leading up to the drive, now is the time to do it. Call 800 222 4788 or go online to make your gift at gpp.org. Do it now while you're listening, do it now while you're thinking about it doing now while you say to yourself i should i should i should i've been meaning to and i haven't done it yet gpb.org or 800-222-4788
3: just like it always feels good to check things off your list uh, of things to do around the house or things that you have to pick up at the grocery store it feels good to check off that proverbial list of the things that you should do in order to uh, to ensure that you're valuing all of the great media that you're listening to when you make that gift to gpb you're going to feel good makes you feel as though you're contributing. You're not just listening. And, uh, you know, today only we have this opportunity. We're going to throw your name in the hat for this Apple gift card. We have a thousand dollar Apple gift card. that's going to go to one lucky listener that calls 800-222-4788 or clicks at gpb.org. Now you don't have to make a contribution to enter this drawing, but because you listen, we're counting on your support. Uh, you can always find all of our full drawing rules at gpb.org slash drawing rules. Um, but in the meantime, if you're the winner of this, I mean, you can go out and buy yourself a brand, new apple watch you know a lot of great things were just announced last week by apple the new iphone 11 you got the new apple watch you got uh the new ipad all the all the new fun stuff coming your way or you can just go buy ex- lots of accessories you can with a thousand dollar gift card you can buy like 20 phone cases i mean you know, i don't know what you need them for but you could give them out and be very cool with everybody at work One lucky listener picks up this gift card as our way of saying thank you. We encourage you to make that gift of support at 800-222-4788 or at gpb.org.
0: If you're the winner, you could cover your holiday shopping list with that $1,000 Apple gift card. That would be sweet. You know, I have this vision, Bert, during Mm -hmm. the fun drive that what we're doing here at GPB – might even start a wave of generosity across the entire state. You know, so what if, you know, the next time you're driving in traffic, You let the car that's signaling, trying to get in your lane, trying to get in front of you, let them get over. Maybe you're getting in the elevator. A few people down the hall are coming your way, but you're in a hurry. Maybe you wait for them. Maybe you hold the door open. Mm -hmm. You know, these little acts of generosity can make you an everyday hero. And you know what else makes you an everyday hero? Giving to GPB. Mm -hmm. It's a simple act, yet it's so important. GPB.org is the way to give online. Or call 800-222-4788. And when you do, let us know about the everyday hero in your life. Maybe it was the guy in the car next to you that let you over in traffic. Maybe it was a grandparent or a neighbor or a teacher or a professor. Let us know about the everyday hero in your life when you give online at GPB.org or call 800-222-4788.
3: You know, public media is the original sort of ground-sourced fundraising campaign. You know, we are supported in mass by people all around the state of Georgia who give what they can. You know, and sometimes that's $5 a month or $10 a month. Sometimes it's $100 a month. It really depends on uh, what value you place on the service that you're receiving, and that value depends on what you're able to give. And so we encourage you to become an everyday hero by making the gift that works for you at 800-222-4788 or at gpb.org. Now, something to consider. A nice little round number, $22 a month when you make that gift. We'd love to send you, just in time for fall, the all-new Everyday Hero sweatshirt as our thank you gift. It is so comfortable. It's a white cotton sweatshirt. It's embroidered in blue across the front with the GPB logo on back. What's embroidered on the front? The phrase Everyday Hero in a very clean and attractive style. This is a really good-looking sweatshirt and, you know, just side Side note: I found this sweatshirt, uh, you know, down on the the Florida coast in a little town that I like to go to every year for vacation. And I came back and said, "We've got to get these sweatshirts for people. They're so comfy." And we actually did find it. It is a fantastic shirt. It washes well. It's going to wear well. It's going to keep you warm, and it's also not so warm that you can't layer with it in the early part of the fall. It does come in sizes small through double XL. Again, it's a gift of twenty two dollars a month as a GPB sustainer. We'd love to send you that sweatshirt. So call us at eight 800- hundred. 800-222-4788 or click over to gpb.org and take a look at what that sweatshirt looks
0: like. And it's uh, hanging here in the studio. It's very elegant. It's got the words everyday hero embroidered across the front. You'll look great in it. 800-222-4788 or gpb.org.
1: Uh, Greg Bluestein, Peter Hart uh, Associates have just released a poll for uh, NBC, uh, w, uh, Wall Street Journal. I mentioned Peter because he's been on the show a couple of times, and we, when he does polling, you've got good reason to think the methodology is pretty strong. A couple of quick notes, and then I'll throw it over to you. Barack, you want to know why Joe Biden? I mean, is really clinging to Barack Obama. Peter Hart's findings are that. The positives for uh, Barack Obama are 90 percent, 69 percent, very positive, 21 percent, somewhat positive. No wonder Joe Biden is sticking to Barack Obama's side. (laughs) And no
2: wonder a lot of that. That's within
1: Democratic primary voters, by the way. A lot of of that
2: debate was over who best represents the, the who is the best heir apparent. To, to Barack Obama. And it also remember the first debate, there was a little bit of clashing over Obama where um, some of the candidates were suggesting he wasn't as liberal enough, he didn't do enough. And not only did Joe Biden, but Obama's advisors pushed back hard about that and yeah. pointed to poll numbers like this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so here's the horse race uh, from um, NBC and the Wall Street Journal. Joe Biden stays in front, 31%. Elizabeth Warren, 25%. Uh, Bernie Sanders has fallen off fairly precipitously. He's down to 14%, and, and Pete Buttigieg is behind Bernie Sanders. Kamala, 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 Harris, Kamala Harris is now down to 5%. I wonder what's going on. Harris with a really strong upward trajectory, Kamala Harris having significant problems, Bernie kind of drifting in the middle there.
2: This mirrors a lot of other polls that show those top tier candidates, those three candidates, Biden, Warren, Sanders in the in the in those top three positions, and then the rest of the candidates kind of in, in single digits, really struggling to gain more traction. This has been a remarkably stable dynamic, at least at the top tier of the race. Um, you know, the from four and down. Fourth place and down, a lot of the sh- a lot of the candidates have shifted positions. But the top three have remained remarkably stable, especially when you compare it to, let's say, 2012, when Republican frontrunners switched like every other week.
1: Yeah. Here's what is—if r- I were the Elizabeth Warren people, I'd be mm-hmm. very happy about. She is winning the enthusiasm war among all the candidates. There are 35 percent of Democratic primary likely voters say they're enthusiastic, or uh, and another 35 percent say they're comfortable— with her, Joe Biden's down in third place and that only 23% say they're enthusiastic about him. Now, the good thing is 41% say they're comfortable. And that figure tells you a lot about Joe Biden. He's like, he's wearing Mr. Rogers' sweater. He makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and the other
2: candidates have long been saying that, that Joe Biden's support is a mile wide and an inch deep, and and they're hoping to kind of crack that that pool. And Elizabeth Warren in particular has, has really done well among African-American females who will make up, you know, it won't play as big of a role in New Hampshire or Iowa, but once you get to South Carolina and, and, and those, those Southern states, Super Tuesday, in Georgia on March 24th, um, that support among black women voters could be key.
1: Yeah, I, it's gonna be fascinating to watch how Elizabeth Warren's trajectory continues. I So talk to me about this. Um, we we know that Biden Biden's people have already said, well, we may not be able to win Iowa. Well, we're not gonna win New Hampshire because that's Elizabeth Warren territory, maybe Bernie Sanders, although Warren is ahead of Bernie Sanders in all the New Hampshire polling. So we're not gonna be as worried about them will hold out for South Carolina. You know, we saw Rudy Giuliani try a stunt like this by not competing actively in early states, thinking Florida would bail him out and it, it, it killed him.
2: And to a degree, Jeb Bush. Yeah, that's um, right. So how? what about
1: this strategy of Biden thinking, because the African-American vote in South Carolina is so crucial, that firewall really will help him achieve his goal.
2: Look, it's key to his strategy. It's one yeah. reason that we just mentioned uh, Mayor Bottoms. She's going to South Carolina this weekend for that very purpose, to start being that for firewall brigade, um, start locking down uh, uh, voters. And if you look at polls in South Carolina, there has been a remarkably stable yeah. group of black voters who say that Joe Biden's their number one because of electability.
1: Okay, President Carter talked about this issue uh, about age he talked about um about bernie Sa- he wasn't he didn't say it specifically but bernie sanders and joe biden the old guys in this field and just last night here's what president carter said about age in the election
0: if i were just
1: 80 years old <laughs>
0: if i was 15 years younger i don't believe i could undertake the duties that i experienced when i was president
1: Interesting. This was at 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 a forum. He's starting to do this series of uh, of talks, Mm -hmm. uh, and this is he thinks the last series he's going to do. It's very interesting. That's not a big sign of support for either a, a Joe Biden or. Uh, Bernie Sanders, or for that matter, he certainly doesn't like Donald yeah. Trump, and we could play that if we have time. And
2: all of them will be in their 80s into their first term, right? Yeah. And they're in their late 70s uh, now. Um, remember, he supported Bernie Sanders in, in yeah, 2016. Exactly. Um, exactly. He- and he's not taking a stance um, yet in, in 2020, but he clearly uh, he clearly s- signaled that he supports some of the younger candidates. You
1: want to hear what he said about Trump? Let's do it. I voted for
2: Bernie Sanders last,
0: last time, and, and those are good, too. But uh, I'm going to keep an open mind. One of the major factors that I will have in my mind is who could beat Trump, uh, because I think it would be a disaster to have four more years of Trump. This is a non political meeting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's really the second time that he's made pretty strongly critical comments about uh, President Trump. The last time, Trump was very mindful of not being on the attack. In reverse. He said, I think Trump's response the last time uh, that Carter criticized him. It was like, he's a very nice man, but he doesn't know much about politics, So he wasn't a very good president, essentially.
2: Yeah, and, they, and they've actually worked together, and, and he's had some input in—President Carter's had some input in President Trump's decisions, but it seems like there's a clean break now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg, we're completely out of time for today's show, but Greg Bluestein, you know, we love having you here on Wednesdays and hope that we'll have you here throughout the 2020 elections because Political Rewind, we are planning to be here for you with this, the great panels we put together to help analyze what's going on in state, local and national politics throughout 2020, which is why we're asking you to help support us here at GPB Radio right now, help Keep Political Rewind moving forward on Second Thought, our NPR programs. Those programs uh, come to you thanks to the contributions you make to sustain us. So Pat Marcus and Bert Wesley-Huffman will tell you how you can do that right now.
0: And it's so simple when you donate online at gpb.org or when you call 800-222-4788. Thank you so much for listening to Political Rewind here on GPB, a program that is produced at Georgia Public Broadcasting in Atlanta for and about Georgia. We do it for you every day, just like everything else we do here at GPB. We bring you morning editions so you can be better informed when you start your day. We bring you all things considered. Considered. So when you're driving around in the afternoon, maybe you're stuck in uh, rush hour traffic, you have something of value to spend your time with. We bring you entertaining programs on the weekends like, wait, wait, don't tell me and ask me another we respect your intelligence and we respect your time, which with each and every minute of broadcast that we bring you here on GPB Radio. And we do it with your support. And right now, that's what we're asking you to do. Just take a couple of minutes to call 800 222 4788 or go online to GPB.org. Let us know how much GPB means to you with your financial support at whatever level is right for you. It's really up for you. It's really up to you, but please do it now. 800-222-4788 or gpb.org.
3: It really is up to you. And, you know, for a lot of donors, $5 or $10 a month is what they can do. For others, it's more. For others, it might even be less. At the end of the day, it's about participation. It's about making sure that you're showing your support for something that you enjoy and that you consume every day. That's what's really interesting about Public Radio is that it comes to you free whether you give or not. So why not be the difference? Help us be able to build all of the money that we need, all of that piles up that we need to send to NPR and that we need to use for other program acquisitions from places like American Public Media. And then, of course, paying the staff who work here at GPB to bring you news and information every day and great local shows like Political Rewind and On Second Thought. Now, we do have that added extra incentive for you today. Uh, This is your last chance around Political Rewind to make your gift today and have it counted for Political Rewind, but all day today until 7 o'clock, we're going to take uh, all, all the names and put them in a hat. We're going to pull out one lucky winner of a $1,000 Apple gift card, and it could be you. Think of what you could do with an Apple gift card for $1,000. You could get yourself a lot of lots of fun gadgets, things to keep yourself busy and create thumb pain for you. Uh, we would love to send that to you as our way of saying thank you uh, and encouraging you to go ahead and make that gift of support. If you've been thinking about it, you can do it at 800-222-4788 or at gpb.org.
0: And we hope you'll be the next important and generous listener we hear from at 800-222-4788 or online at gpb.org. And when we do hear from you. We'd like you to know that we consider you an everyday hero. It is the theme of our Fall Fun Drive, and we really do mean it when we say everyday heroes like you keep Political Rewind and all the shows that matter to you, the civil conversation, the news from around Georgia and around the world. It really does depend on you. That's what our Fall Fun Drive is all about. Having GPB on the air ensures not only that you, but everyone who listens across our state has access to this quality conversation and information. And especially for those that can't afford to give right now, you're giving not only for yourself but for your community and for our entire state. So take a moment now, be an everyday hero, call 800-222-4788 or give online at gpb.org and when you make your donation. And you have an opportunity to make a comment or two. Also, tell us about the everyday hero in your life, gpb.org or 800-222-4788
3: you know, GPB gives us a gift every day in the form of clear and concise information and news, uh, long form storytelling that might shape your day in a new and different way that may, you know, I've, I've left home uh, many Monday mornings feeling kind of grumbly and then heard something on, on Second Thought or Morning Edition on my way into work. And it's completely changed my mood for the day.
0: I'll vouch for that. <laughs> <because> <laughs> I see you when you get here.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm always such a grouch. Huh? But, but the, you know, the whole point of it is that it means something to people. And and when you can be that everyday hero throwing in 5 or $10 a month and you can make that kind of difference in someone's life every day. What an absolutely fantastic gift that is. And that may be gift enough for you, but then we also have other ways that we can say thank you that are ways that stay with you and also, frankly, are ways that you can carry out into your workplace or out into the community and people can see that you support us and that helps us even more. And a great example of those is this GPB Everyday Hero Travel Tumbler that's brand new this fall. It's a 12-ounce stainless steel travel tumbler with a spill proof plastic lid. It's perfect for your daily commute with GPB using, uh, you can use it around your home or in the office. Uh, it has everyday hero engraved across the top half and it has this white base. It's really sort of shaped like a wine glass. You can certainly put wine in it. It's going to keep it.
1: This is GPB Atlanta with news and information from Georgia Public Broadcasting on 88.5 FM, Georgia State University's WRAS and WRAS HD1 Atlanta.
0: And travel tumblers are one of my favorite thank you gifts because I always drink my morning coffee in the car listening to Morning Edition on GPB. What a great way to say thank you and show your support for Georgia Public Broadcasting and be an everyday hero Pick out that travel tumbler when you go online at gpb.org. You can see it there or ask for it when you call 800. 800- 222 4788. A great way to support GPB is to join us as a GPB sustainer. In fact, more and more listeners are choosing that way to do it because it's so easy and it's so convenient. You set up a monthly donation, maybe that's five or ten or fifteen dollars a month, ten dollars a month if you'd like that travel tumbler. And it continues on and on and on, month after month. You never have to think about whether your support. Is current because it always is. You just set it and it continues automatically. What an easy and convenient way to support GPB on a monthly basis, the same way you probably listen. So when you go to GPB.org and click donate, consider joining us as a GPB sustainer with a monthly gift to Georgia Public Broadcasting. You can also set that up when you call 800 222 4788 on behalf of Bert Wesley Hoffman and and Bill nugget and the Political Rewind team, we want to thank you for your support of GPB right now. 800-222-4788.